0: this ah,
1: the French.
0: but what reason? what is the charge eating a meal a succulent chinese meal oh, i'm here papa yippee-ki-yay mister
1: falcon first listen to the man the snoopy snoopy poop dog my wife hated me being a firefighter of course nine months later
0: Father! if you don't mind my saying i don't like your attitude one bit
1: inspired Six times I've now ruined my whiskey. Amanda Grace. Amanda. Amanda, what? I just want to do whatever serves the corporation best. Oh, my. Good night, Mr. Johnson. Stay tight. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Broadcasting from the top of the Ferris wheel at the Smogville World's Fair. It is World Champion Podcast. My name is Brighton SLC. And I am Sean Black. World Champion Podcast. We talk about things, various things, pop culture, our own lives, the paranormal, the supernatural. Right. Mysterious things. Mysterious things. Unexplained things. <laughs> unexplained things, like TV shows about junior high kids. <laughs> well, unexplained why unexplained. we're watching. It. Right. exactly, exactly. All right, throw out um, our
0: contact real quick. Let's get right to this. Well, I'm
1: going to do that in a second, because I'm going to tell you why first. That makes more sense, actually. Um... We are, I don't know how much we can say, we'll be involved in perhaps a TV segment for mm-hmm. a TV program, uh, a program that covers, I don't want to say supernatural or paranormal exclusively, but just maybe but sort of unexpl- fringe type
0: yeah, une- subjects. Yeah, unexplained
1: phenomenon. Stuff like that. Maybe, maybe uh, futurism, various fr- fringe type activities. Mm-hmm a uh, documentary-type show. We are going to be discussing the Dugway Proving Ground, which is in the West Desert, uh, a little bit southwest of Salt Lake City. If you or anyone you know has any information about that, any experience with it, uh, has perhaps seen strange things in Utah's West Desert...
0: Or has worked there or knows about some of the, the things that have happened in the past, like the the... The sheep being poisoned. Right.
1: We've mentioned the sheep incident. Um, uh, Google you... Dugway sheep incident. Right. Or I'll tell you about it. I've already told you about it on mm-hmm. the show. But Did
0: we talk about this on the show? I
1: believe we did. It was, it was somewhat of the inspiration for Stephen King's The Stand, where a oh, yeah, yeah. biological agent um, uh, was perhaps mishandled or something. I don't know what happened. But a biological agent was released. The wind was blowing the wrong direction. And it ended up killing thousands of sheep. Uh, in the area right so if, if the wind they say if the wind had been blowing the other way it would have poisoned salt lake city to death <laughs> yes there's there's that yeah so
0: if you've seen anything if you if you know anyone that's worked there if you've worked there or if you just have a really great story please contact us we are going to be filming this tentatively about a month from now
1: yeah so a month from the release date of this
0: yes the re- so, yeah. end of May is is. It's a good and, way to put it. Is by so, saying the actual so probably thing. telling them when, and you know if you got something great, you you could end up on a TV show with us. So,
1: furthermore, they said if you uh, even if you have experience there and say nothing, it's boring. That's fine too. Yes, but but I mean, provided you have experience there, which you know this might be a little tricky because I know a lot of the stuff is classified. You maybe had to sign an NDA. So just. Reach out to us with whatever you're comfortable and legally able to talk about.
0: Right. Dugway Proving Grounds, what is our contact?
1: <laughs> I almost forgot. <laughs> WorldChampionPodcast at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, get to us on that. Get to, We have a, a Facebook page. Yeah,
1: Facebook.com probably slash World Champion yeah. Podcast. Yeah,
0: just search for it and then send us a message on that. We also have our Twitter. Twitter,
1: That's- it is uh, Smogville Fair.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and on
1: Instagram, Instagram, world champion pod. That's probably not the best yeah, way to I'm contact not, us. I'm
0: not sure a lot of people communicate through the comments on Instagram, but who knows?
1: Who knows, yeah.
0: So yeah, get at us. This, this would be a really cool opportunity to, to, to do something that sounds like a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, and you'd hang out with us.
0: And you'd hang out with celebrities.
1: Yeah, which is not fun because we have a 10-foot rule.
0: Yeah, and you can't make eye contact with us, but that's fine. There might be
1: one photo op, but it's going to be like one of those Comic-Con photo ops.
0: Right. Where you, you
1: rush in three you've, seconds.
0: You've got about three seconds. You have long enough, and don't touch us. And so if that sounds... No, just kidding. This is all. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. I don't want to, to, to actually have anyone think that we're un, hard to deal with. Right.
1: No, get so, at us.
0: Yeah, so, th- so this is
1: a, a cool thing that could be great for everyone, right? Totally. Dugway Proving Ground, uh, interesting, sort of very obscure bit of Utah history. Um, and I'm sure as we get closer, we'll talk more about it. Uh, another maybe once obscure bit of U.S. history were the uh, unsolved murders and disappearances that took place around the Chicago World's Fair. Aha! As described in the book Devil in the White City by Eric Larson, which I highly recommend to everybody. I read the whole thing in about one day. Yes. Because and, and it's, it's unputdownable. It,
0: and, yeah, it is unputdownable, and I would like to say that it is a huge, if you read it, you'll see that it was a pretty big influence on Brighton and I. It is, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it's a really great book. It's one of my favorite books, and this past uh, Monday, Eric Larson was in town to, to, to promote his new book on a, on a writer's tour.
1: Yeah, no, there's a comic book author named Eric Larson, different guy. Yeah, no relation. Yeah. This is Eric Larson
0: with an O. I think that's the big difference: is S O N on the writer and S E N on the comic book artist creator. That is correct. Creator of Savage Dragon. Yeah. So I was really excited. It's funny that you find out how dorky you're. Like everybody thinks of themselves as being cool, right?
1: Yeah, I I absolutely do.
0: And I and I found myself excited on Monday at the prospect of listening to a historical nonfiction writer talk about researching at the Library of Congress for his new book on The Sinking of Lusitania.
1: And that book is called? It's
0: called Dead Wake.
1: Okay. It, I downloaded the audio book. It's, it's brand new. From
0: Audible. It came out a couple months ago. Oh, no, it came out like a year ago, I think, because it's the paperback is out now. So I don't know how long has passed. But yeah. he, he's promoting it. I got tickets to it. Like I said, giddy to go see this writer. Now, where was
1: this? I had no idea.
0: It's, it, it was at a place called Roland Hall. Oh, yeah. And it. I think it was a junior high it it's was a, kind of it's a private school it's a private school yeah. junior but middle school
1: i think so yeah. so
0: i I got tickets uh brought my girlfriend and and it was just it was so neat to be able to hear him talk about he told this great story about someone asked if he what was the inspiration to write devil in the white city mm-hmm. and he was like, and he's just kind of he even said i'm not sure if I should should tell you this because it's kind of dumb, but he found out that the Juicy Fruit debuted at the, the 1892 or, is it 92 or 93? 1893. 1893 Chicago World's Fair, and he's a lifelong chewer of Juicy Fruit. So this like happenstance. That is amazing. Is what got him into, it got the ball rolling on him writing this book. And, 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 which is all about the the Chicago World's Fair and then HH H. Holmes the serial killer that that had the murder hotel.
1: One of my favorite lines from any movie is uh is this one. Uh, juicy fruit. <laughs> Do you know that's from I don't I don't think so. It's One floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, Will oh. Sampson plays Chief the yes, Big that's right. Supposedly that's right. mute. It and doesn't then,
0: that's the first time he speaks, that's right? That's the
1: only time he speaks Is Jack Nicholson hands him a piece of gum and he goes, Ugh. Juicy fruit. And then Jack Nixon looks at him and he's and he like winks, like, Yeah, I can talk. I'm not mute. Oh, that's a that's a beautiful movie, man. <laughs> yeah. I love his character. Yeah.
0: So he, he get you know, so Eric Larson gave this great speech. There was Q and A, and then I got him to sign my copy of Dead Wake. I was gonna bring Devil in the White City, but it, it had been in my bag.
1: Oh no. So it was
0: so beat to shit that I just thought, this is dumb. You can't have someone sign a book. Maybe he'd be flattered.
1: To that sign it, like the that
0: it, no that it had been so so beat up, like oh yeah, i've read this ten
1: times oh yeah, I like that i've i 've had some comic book people sign like my shitty childhood dog eared copy of a book
0: that's true, oh, yeah, that you're fantastic four <laughs>
1: <issued> <laughs> yeah that by yeah. George
0: R. R. Martin yeah. signed so i 'm waiting in line to get my book signed, and i don 't know if other people are like this, but I am preparing what i 'm going to say i'm standing in line going over my head, what can I say to sound cool? To yeah. sound interesting, so this is what I had prepared. Uh, I read "Devil in the White City." I'm a, I'm a big fan. I I n- never knew, or what was it? It was like I never knew how the massive scale of the Chicago World's Fair. Okay, like I didn't know that this was that it was such a, an incredible undertaking. Yeah, and and I'm waiting in line. We get up to Eric Larson the. Woman in front of me with the book literally says when she, she <laughs> handed it to it. I read Devil in the White City. I was blown away by by the World's Fair and all the information. And, and, and she was almost saying what exactly I was going to say.
1: So, so now you're panicking. So no, I'm panicking. I'm yeah. panicking.
0: I, and in order to save time, the people handling the signing had come by, put a post it note in your book w- w- to the page he's signing with your name on it. Yeah. And she she wrote my name Sean S E A N. The N was like a tombstone. It was, it was strange end. And so I set it down and I'm panicking and he opens it and he goes, Sean, is this Sean? And I said, yeah, that's the weirdest end I've ever seen. And and then I'm just like, as soon as I said it, I was like, I, I, I was like, Oh, what am I saying? And I was like, have you ever seen an end like that? Like, and then I started getting defensive. Like, I don't know. I just have never, people don't generally write ends like that. And he's just looking at me like I'm a lunatic, which I am, clearly. Clearly. And then I walk away, and I'm going, John, what am I talking about? I could have asked him about his new book. I could have told him what a huge influence it was on me, how much I enjoy his writing, how it's expanded my world. But no, I've never seen anyone write an end like that. I mean, look at that end.
1: That was so, it? That's
0: all you said to him? Yeah. That's it. I, I just froze up. So that was a wonderful experience of just saying something. Every time I meet someone I I admire, I say something so idiotic that my brain, without fail, says, what are you saying? Like, as it's coming out of my mouth. What are you doing? What is happening? Anyways, I started reading Dead Wake. It's really great. I didn't realize Lusitania was so gigantic. It was. I'm big, dying over here. Was, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I, see, I know. I just I know how to play. I told you earlier. I'm a cool guy. Right. We are, think, we're all cool guys. Think of myself as cool.
1: Right. Cool like I'm, Fonzie. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, and, and I'm I'm unnerved by a 65 year old writer about history books. Um, I'm reading the book, and this is something that the, that I thought was fascinating. Is he taught a big. Player in the in this whole situation is the president at the time.
1: Now, a lot of our before we get to that, um, some of our readers maybe weren't born yet. What is the significance of the Lusitania? Oh, the
0: Lusitania is a. It was it was basically like the Titanic, a luxury kind of. I don't know what you'd even call that. Huge,
1: uh, cru- maybe l- cruise ship. Cruise or ship,
0: yeah. And it kind of transported people back and forth between England and the U.S. Uh, it it was. I think 1915 was around, 1914, 15. It was a couple of years after the Titanic, mm-hmm. but it basically got sunk by a German U-boat and then it kind of, I, I guess it drew us into World War One. Yeah. And I don't know, and I'm, that's a good thing I'm reading the book because I don't know a lot of de- details about it. And what makes it significant is is it was, you know, they were sinking ships left and right during the war, but this was just
1: uh, just a civilian just passenger liner. Yeah.
0: Although I guess there's a twist where they think that it was transporting weapons secretly.
1: Now, if I'm not mistaken, going back to Devil in White City, isn't the framing story a guy on the Lusitania? Or is he on the Titanic? I
0: think he's on the Titanic.
1: Uh, he's on he the, no, he's
0: on the Titanic.
1: Okay, never no, mind.
0: But that. here's something that's kind of mind-blowing, is that uh, on the U-boat... Was uh, Gaylord Von Trapp, the actual Mister Von Trapp? Yes, the actual Captain Captain Von Trapp Trapp from Wow from uh, Oh God, Sound of Music, and that blew my mind because what what Eric Larson said is the next time you're watching Sound of Music and they're singing to each other, keep in mind that Captain Von Trapp was responsible for 684 deaths. Oh wow! (laughs) Personally, wow, and I was like, wow, that's, that's a lot of blood on his. On his hands, i and I thought he is kind of a grumpy guy at first.
1: That's true. He's a
0: grouchy guy. I can very see, strict. I'm seeing, yeah, very strict. Um, yeah. So I, I was reading. I started reading the book, and a big player in this whole thing is President Woodrow Wilson. And it talked about a year and a half into his first term as president, his wife died. He had been married to her for 29 years. And he just went into the darkest depression. And I found it so fascinating. I don't know why this has never occurred to me. You think of presidents and these big historical figures as almost being above like petty emotions. And, yeah. Because and like,
1: we see most of them as statues.
0: Yeah, as statues. So you think this person has a mission in life, they're driven, they're so mature and grown up. And to think of a president, having his wife die and, and and you know it's understandable if you think about it it's going to be crushing yeah but he wouldn't get out of bed his friends were were nervous that he was going to commit suicide and he yeah. he didn't, he didn't it, you know i wake up in the morning and my first thought is Ugh, i don't want to go to work today but it's just it, i was tickled to think of a president you know yeah. can you picture president obama waking up and just being like oh god i don't want
1: to go to work yeah being president sucks calling sick who do you call in sick to I joe biden know. i i don't know the like the and you're uh, like I, got, I better text joe instead of calling him because i don't want him to hear my voice yeah so he's like or
0: he, d- or he does call on and, and obama does the like <clears clears> oh <throat> oh man i just i didn't sleep i
1: threw up yeah, all night I've been thrown up
0: oh my throat's really killing me because we've all done that we've called in and suddenly we're meek our voice is strained yeah Sorry, I really wish
1: I was there. I can't. Yeah, I, I then, tried. I, yeah, I tried to in the shower. I almost passed out.
0: Yeah. So that's that's, and there's a, se- a section in the book. I texted it to you today, where, oh, yeah. where one of one of uh, President uh, Wilson's advisors, uh, he came to him because he was so worried and said, "Let's sneak out. Let's walk into the city. No Secret Service. Let's just as people. You know, you're not supposed to do this as president." Yeah. So the president goes out with them. They, they kind of just walk through town. It says that they started, like someone finally recognized them and they started having people follow them and they had to go into a hotel. like Suddenly like like the Beatles, it was like Hard <laughs> yeah. Day's Night. Yeah. So they had to go into a hotel. They took an elevator up and then went across the hotel and went, took the elevator down and went out the other entrance to try to ditch the, you know, the, the paparazzi. Oh, smart. And they get back to the, the White House and this advisor thinks, oh, this is, This has brightened, you know, the president's spirits. And the president later confided in him that while they were out walking, he had wished someone would have killed him. Oh, God. So this is the first time I've heard about a president wanting to be assassinated. That's incredible. And just think of that. You're so bummed out. You're like, I'm going out with the Secret Service. Hopefully someone who hates me will have a gun. (laughs) Good hell. So... It's off to a good start. I'm loving this book. I was thrilled to meet my idol. I'm glad we straightened things up about my, my views on the letter N.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. What do you got? Well, speaking of the letter N, I watched The Revenant, finally. It's a bit old news. It came out last December. Just released on DVD and Blu-ray and okay. uh, digital download, as mm-hmm. they call it. Um, I already knew the story of Hugh Glass, so uh, I, I was excited about that. All I know about it is it's a revenge
0: story, basically. It's yeah. like Death
1: Wish. Kind of. It's, it's survival. It's not just revenge. It's like survival. Well,
0: that's, that's part of it.
1: He, he's mauled by a bear.
0: But isn't the drive to survive revenge?
1: Pretty much, yeah. Okay. In the movie. The movie takes some liberties with the truth. Both stories are equally compelling. I would say watch the movie first and then read the real story, and it's even stranger Okay. than the movie portrays it. Of course, Leo got his Oscar. Well-deserved. Well, I guess. I don't know that a big acting performance full of snot and being cold is kind of better I... than like Philip Seymour Hoffman being in a room reading books. Yeah. But I don't know. We, there's a documentary on YouTube about the making of it that I can't wait to watch because it's like.
0: Sounds harrowing.
1: It was so stressful to me how his clothes were so wet all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just get out of those. Put them on the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd heard. Pe- I think the reason I kind of hesitated to see it, I was very excited for it. But I heard a lot of people say it was boring. And that's what I
0: heard. That's why I haven't watched it yet, as much as it seemed like the perfect movie for me.
1: That is absurd. It, is t- it opens with a battle that's like kind of a mini version of Saving Private Ryan oh, wow. in the wilderness. Okay. And then we got the bear attack. And then we've got Leo breathing and crawling and getting wet. Mm. There's ton- there is so much action in it. Hmm. And it's like an action, it's two and a half hours long, but it feels like an action movie. And the whole time you're just intense and you're like, oh my God, no. Why do I listen to anyone? Now. Yeah.
0: Do, I should just stop listening to everyone and just, if I got the hunch to see it, I see it. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd heard it was boring from
1: a I've few people. A t- yeah, yeah.
0: Like, but oh, then... If you,
1: it's three hours of Leonardo breathing. Like, no, it's...
0: But this is don't. what we, we figured out, though. I, I told you this. A bored person is a boring person. Yeah,
1: so it's a line from one of my favorite tunes. Mm-hmm. And if we're, you're bored, then you're boring. That's is that what song is that from? That is uh, Harvey Danger, Flagpole Sitta.
0: Oh yes, the karaoke yeah. classic. Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: well, I'm never bored. You're never. We're, we don't have a moment of boredom on World Champion Podcast. In no, my our
1: minds are so active. They're active. Even when we're just sitting, staring, we're you know we're mm. active. We're, oh yeah. Just, we there's, ge- there's gears turning up there. Oh, yeah. Hashtag. We are very smart. <laughs> <laughs> we're very smart. We're very we're, look. We're very smart. No, so I don't know. So that did not win Best Picture. Spotlight did, which I watched, and I thought, I'll like this. I like this kind of movie. I like these actors. Spotlight, the more removed from it I am, I'm like, that is a bullshit movie full of bad haircuts and weird wigs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do, do you think that it won because it's more uh, socially relevant, or or like
1: uh, it is, yeah, I mean it, it's got that it's socially relevant, like it's
0: about something that happened fairly recently. Yeah, it's that, uh,
1: that was a big deal, very safe topic. Yeah, in terms of being like this is important. Yeah, um, and pl- something people always forget, like people complain about the Oscars, thinking it's like five decision makers in a room, mm-hmm. but it's it's mostly a bunch of ninety year olds. <laughs> In the industry, like, okay. I think I saw something that said, you know, you don't realize it, but the median age of Oscar voters is 52 or something like that. Okay. So, like, these people who are not going to necessarily love Mad Max, Fury Road. <laughs> or it's possible that because there's so many nominees that Mad Max and The Revenant split the vote. Oh. And both of them are such remarkable achievements just of the craft of cinema.
0: Uh, but this gets into delegates and superdelegates and all that stuff. Right. I don't totally understand the way that the, the Oscars at work.
1: Yeah, and I'm not trying to sound like uncerebral. I mean, Spotlight is the kind of movie I would like if it were better. Um, it's just, it's weird because they keep the whole movie. They're talking about like, you're going to take on the Catholic Church. But mm-hmm. that's the extent of it. You never like, and then the, the one scene where they meet with representatives of the church, they're very friendly. <laughs> and, it's, and it's a fine encounter with no conflict. <laughs> what? So I, ex- I expected like these guys to be getting threats and, and hiding in motel rooms and mis- being followed by but mysterious it's more, priests.
0: It's more just the audacity of, of challenging the church. Yeah,
1: and that, but it's never there's never like really conflict or stress about it.
0: it does, I thought it would come down to Mike. Or Mike. Mark Mark Ruffalo and the Pope having like a knife fight it doesn't yeah, end up no, like exactly. that and then he ends up they ends up pushing the Pope through a stained glass window to his death or anything
1: no you're thinking of the game with Michael Keaton ah yeah it's true uh, no I know you know you'd think there'd be a scene where like oh there's weird headlights behind him I better has none of that dodge.
0: really has none yeah. of that I thought for sure it would be you're paranoid and terrified, and there's someone's been in your house, and there's there's cryptic messages left for
1: you that are warnings. No, there's really none of that. It's mostly just like, let me see those files. They're sealed. Well, let's get them unsealed. Okay, they unsealed them. Well, I gotta go make copies before the other newspaper gets there. What? What do you mean the copy machine's broken? Let's and get... then just bad bad haircuts.
0: Yeah, let's get back to the important thing. I want to hear more about the haircuts because because I... this
1: ties in with another best picture nominee,
0: which. Yeah, The Big Short is the movie that blew my mind. I loved it. it, it it's my that's right now. I, I know it sounds weird, but I I enjoyed it as much as Mad Max. Huh. Like uh, again, this is this is a cool guy. Yeah, I'm I'm into history books. I I want to I want to hear about the the okay. housing recession and yeah. the, the the all that kind of stuff. But in that show, the most distracting part was uh, Steve Carell's hair. And his weird f- frosted, like Justin Bieberish,
1: like yeah, it was it was a weird poofy, like eighties Mel Gibson kind of thing, maybe yeah. With that, you know how in junior high kids would hydrogen peroxide their yes. hair and it would turn it, that it weird was like orange. Orange, yeah.
0: It, it, it's like they they had to get a, a box of Nice and Easy from a grocery store instead of oh, I don't know, a, a, a the best stylist in the business yeah. in
1: Hollywood, or just let Steve Carell use his own hair. Now this was the rant I I very you've already heard me say this. Mm-hmm. So both Spotlight and The Big Short, you have famous actors playing real-life characters. Right. And what it seemed to be doing is they were trying really hard to uh, inhabit the look and mannerisms of these real-life people. That no one will ever see. That no one knows who they are. Or
0: we see their mannerisms. Yeah.
1: So if you got Daniel Day-Lewis being Abe Lincoln, or if you have uh, Jamie Foxx playing Ray Charles, they have to do a very accurate impression of them. Because we know what Ray Charles is like. Yeah, But but, but nobody knows who uh, banky, McBankface Christian Bale is. Yeah. And then he's doing this weird... And he's just... He, yeah. And, he, and Steve Carell... I'm watching it and I'm just thinking, I know what Steve Carell looks and sounds like and it's not that, so I'm distracted.
0: The, the One of the weirdest things is, is Baby Goose, Ryan Gosling. Yeah. He looks like Nick Cage does in Adaptation. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's got some weird kind of curly dyed hair that looks... I don't know if it looks like a wig, or I don't know what's going on.
1: Yeah, he
0: just he looks terrible, and I and I thought to myself, this is the cool guy from Drive, like one of the top heartthrobs in Hollywood. Yeah, and he looks terrible, and all they've done is put some weird wig on him.
1: And if they hadn't done the wig, you're, no one in the audience is going to watch and be like, that's not really what Chris Woodrow looks like, <laughs> or whoever he is. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's just funny.
0: So yeah, so I guess what we're saying is the Academy really needs to start looking at hair maybe and, and wigs yeah like we we need to start awarding movies that have good hair good haircuts good dye jobs
1: does that fall under best makeup i mean there isn't any no. category to recognize hair it's best hair. picture it's best picture well best picture should be for the hair yes oh great hair and i mean big bushy beards yeah Long oh hair. in revenant in revenant uh, tom hardy had been scalped oh so my that was God. pretty cool like but he had like he was scarred Nice. Yeah. Oh, man. And Tom Hardy in that movie. Is he good? Well, halfway through it, it's like. Don't spoil it. it no, halfway through it, we're like, okay, I know Tom Hardy's in this movie. Is you that not? him? Oh, so it's, he's transformative. Yeah. Now, uh, I, do you know I, what's I know interesting. I just got done saying it's distracting when big movie stars play characters, but it's. I mean, he's like. He's like we did what we had to do. We run. He done got that bear.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, and he's, he's doing this Tommy Lee he's Jones. He's not imitating thing. anyone though, because
1: the oh first, yeah, because we don't know what he's because we
0: have saying. no idea what this guy sounds like. Yeah. We just have one yeah. scratchy piece of like what are those weird metal photographs they had where they would put
1: oh not even it was before even that so, so. there's nothing yeah nothing okay so oh boy is his he he just invisible in that role I remember. I had seen the And so believable as a white trash guy. Like, I know this guy. Uh-huh. I see this guy at the 7-Eleven in the bad part of town, this white trash biker-like guy. And you know what but he... But it's 200 years ago.
0: Yeah. And then Tom Hardy, what he's really like, he's just like a young Patrick Stewart. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> I get it. That's, a, that's... I don't know. if Is that a deep cut? It might I don't be. Know. It might be. All
1: right, what uh, what was the other thing we were going to talk about? Oh, well, let's get back to, uh, just real quick, our Degrassi Junior High Oh, corner. that's right. Uh, we still need it. We should. I want a catchy name for this segment when I talk about Degrassi Junior High, one episode at a time. Degrassi Junior High. Maybe that's the, it. One episode at a time. One
0: episode at a time. We could make a little song.
1: Yeah. One, one
0: Day at a Time. Isn't there a song? That have a yeah, two-
1: One Day at a Time was a sitcom from, like, the 70s, maybe. Yeah. That we price on the 80s. That's a whole topic I Yeah, want we should
0: just into. use the the song from the. Is it, is it the. Oh, what is the one that's. Oh, we're moving on up. The Jeffersons. Is it the Jeffersons? To the top.
1: To, uh, to the east side. To uh, a deluxe apartment in the sky. Cause we finally
0: got us place in the sun or something. Because
1: they, they were uh, Archie Bunker's neighbors, I guess. I don't know. I never really saw either of those shows. We're,
0: yeah, we're a little too young, unlike yeah. Pokemon. Yeah. We're too old. We're too young for the Jeffersons. All right, let's get to Degrassi. We'll come up with uh, a title letter later.
1: So it's Trust Me is episode 11 of season two. Um... Whose parents are out of town? Snake's parents are out of town. Now, mm. this, we're, we're focusing almost entirely on the band, Joey Wheels and Snake. Nice. Snake's parents are out of town.
0: I think the theme in this episode of our show is cool. It's cool. Cool yeah. guys. Yeah,
1: now these guys are in a rock and roll band called Zit Remedy. Oh, cool. They have one song, and we've seen them play it so much. I'm still really uh, distressed by the fact that they have no drummer. It's it, a bass, a keyboard, and a, a guitar. No it, drummer. It, it, do they
0: play this song in the show?
1: Yeah, all the time. What
0: what is their style like? I forgot.
1: It's it's sort of like a garagey punk sound.
0: Is there drums
1: in the music no. sound? No. So it's just it's just guitar like a crunchy sound and bass. Wow. And then keyboards. Do you know what? Everybody I... wants something. <laughs>
0: That's how it goes. <laughs> it's like any <Kenny> logins. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sounds good. Yeah, it does. So they're having a sleepover. Uh, of course snakes a little bit nervous about all this. Um, they stay up all night they're they're they 're out of money for pizza. Joey wants to watch rock videos. Snake wants to watch a scary murder movie oh, nice but uh classic scenario yada, yada, yada. they have to drive the parents' car oh oh and these are like fourteen year olds so that wacky oh no we 're d- oh look out, watch where you 're going and this seems to take at least ten minutes of footage of <laughs> no stop sign, slow down. <laughs> Be quiet. You're distracting me. That's like real time. They have to drive someone to his uh, optometrist appointment, <laughs> which seems like such a Canadian thing.
0: That's literally their mission?
1: Yeah. He's be, he sleeps in. Is going to miss his optometrist appointment, so they got to drive him in the parents' car. I love
0: that the parents scheduled this appointment for when they were out of town.
1: Yeah. No, it was one of the other kids' parents. Oh. Um, but very bizarre shot right in the middle. They wake up, and he's going, oh, no, my optometrist appointment. Where all three boys are standing around in their tidy whities for way too long than anyone should be comfortable with. <laughs> what? So I mean they're just standing around. Have you there. ever
0: gone to a sleepover where you're all hanging out in your underwear?
1: No, not in our tidy whities. That has never happened to me. And then even one then one of them like moves, and there's a there's a scene where the entire frame is just his cr- tidy whitey crotch. What? It's real I was watching, I was like, what? The hell is happening? (laughs) That's that's, what is going on here. I don't even know how to respond to this. It's a very long conversation where they're in their tight. Like, no, we can't take the my parents' car, but we have to. He's going to be late. Why are they in their underwear?
0: I don't know. They all sleep in the same bed in their underwear, (laughs)
1: like (laughs) on the floors and couches. But when we left them, when we saw them in the middle of the night watching rock videos, they were just in clothes. Maybe they don't
0: have pajamas in Canada. Yeah, maybe that's a very American thing—is pajamas. Pajamas, yeah. But it doesn't, it is. doesn't sound like as these words are coming out of my mouth. It doesn't seem like that's remotely possible. Since well, Canada's colder, so they right. did, they did, they probably have warmer pajamas.
1: Maybe their pajamas were like over the fire to stay oh, warm. Oh, do you know what? Wait a minute.
0: This is a cool rock band. Oh yeah, they're not wearing PJs. They're not they're, wearing pajamas. Yeah. No, they're wearing their
1: tight whites. Yeah. That was just really bizarre how long the camera lingered. Huh. Um, and then the other thing, of course, Spike, who is pregnant and setting a bad example, they do vote to kick her out of school. Um, I don't know if we've spent enough time talking about Spike's hair. Well, it's the no, hair episode,
0: didn't. too. We're talking hair this time.
1: Yeah, it's true. Cool hair. Because Spike's cool. Um, so she's got these claw bangs. Okay. It's sort of dyed like that peroxide orangey color we're talking about. Good color. So claw bangs, and then claw bangs in the back. So kind of like a mullet,
0: almost like those skinhead girl haircuts, like like kind punks. Kind of. I Forgot what those are called that but, punk girls have.
1: She's basically got this weird mullet thing, but it's not a full mullet. It's like what's, bangs on the back of the your head. What's the top like? The top it... goes straight up. Whoa! Like the stem of a pumpkin. Like straight up, like at kid in play eight style, inches. almost. Yeah, yeah, but all like ratty and gross, and it kind of goes up and out, like uh, like a f- chocolate fountain or something, <laughs> and then it's just flat on top, completely flat, eight inches above her head, and then this this claw, and then it kind of.
0: This doesn't even weird, sound like, like m- a there's real hair. Layers
1: in the back. No, I mean, gosh, like you think about
0: the the late eighties or early nineties, what hair was like? Yeah, you're, what you're describing, nobody had hair like that.
1: Yeah, I can't, uh, I can't even imagine. I and mean, if you saw a movie like, say, Hot Tub Time Machine, uh-huh. and someone had hair like that, you'd think, oh, that's stupid. No one had hair like that. Wow. Um, it's kind of evolved. The pictures I'm finding are all when it was more, like, poofed out.
0: Oh, but I liked it know when what? it was
1: shaved on the side and went straight up.
0: Her hair is cool, man. She, she Like looks... that.
1: Like, check that out. That hair rules. She's kind of a punk rocker, kind of. I guess. I mean, the, there's nothing about her character that implies that, except for her look.
0: That hair is crazy. We'll have to post a, an image of it, maybe on, on Instagram. Yeah,
1: or... I'll get some screen caps because it really is just like, huh? Wow. So what? What? So
0: do you like it? What, how do you feel about it?
1: About the hair? Yeah. Now nah, stresses me out. No. It's not too, you, not it's your too thing. Weird. It's just too weird. It looks like a, It looks like a vegetable that came to life.
0: Do you know what she looks like once her hair grows out more? Is kind of a mixture between David Bowie and Labyrinth, and maybe uh, uh, who the singer of? Oh, totally. Is it Amy? Oh, what's her name? She she sang on Magnolia soundtrack. Oh, uh, Amy Mann. Yeah, in the eighties, Amy Mann's hair was huge.
1: Oh, uh, when she was in uh, Till Tuesday. Till Tuesday.
0: All right, God, thank God you're here. <laughs> Remind, or this entire show would be like, who's that? One guy, he's got the the nose, you know the nose guy. Oh wow, yeah, she was weird. Yeah, it's the similar hair though, right?
1: Oh, told big time, yeah. I
0: guarantee that's the inspiration for Spike's hair. Yeah, I love that Spike's actually spiked her hair. This is this is a well thought out character. I wonder which came first, the hair of the, the, the Spike, the
1: hair of the Spike, the hair of the nickname. Gosh, I don't know. Because when when did we start calling you old ponytail? <laughs> Was that uh, before or after? I don't have a ponytail. You stopped cutting your
0: hair. I never do the ponytail. I do uh, the the man bun. Good. I do. I don't even know what it's called when you twist your hair and like—is that the bun? When you twist it up? I do like a twist thing. Like an updo. I, I, it's more like a. I look more like a samurai in my
1: imagination. Do you think you could get some Aquanet, like a, a whole can of Aquanet, and try to look like Axel in Welcome to the Jungle?
0: My hair is longer than
1: that. Yeah, but could you, like, could you poof it out like a Lion Man? Oh, yeah,
0: but it would be um, – my hair is getting shockingly long. So I, uh, so I, I could easily do Axl Rose and Welcome to the Jungle, easily. It so would, when
1: we do our TV show, you know what you got to do.
0: But my hair would be bigger than that. My hair would, is, is more like – have you ever seen – Would you look like a cast member of Cats? I think I would even put some Cats to shame. I, I think what it looks most like if I did that would be the guitarist for, for, uh, for Billy Idol in, what video is it? It's like in the Midnight Hour one. If you look at him, his hair is huge, at least in my memory of it. What is that song called? Oh, Rebel Yell. Rebel Yell. In first grade, the first time I got my hair cut not by my mom ever, it was the, first, the day before the first day of first grade. I went to a barber. And I said, "Make me look like Billy Idol." <laughs> so I was a pretty badass six-year-old
1: in first grade.
0: Yeah, it was. It was the day before first. The first day of first grade. Yeah. See, cool, cool. Because I'm out of kindergarten going. So, like, what is what does most six-year-olds want to look like? Billy Idol.
1: Well, my second grade, uh, uh, Tom Cruise in Top Gun. Oh. I would take a picture and be like, the, uh, this is what I want." Yeah, look kind of feathery. Kind of oh. greasy and feathery at the same time. It's, it's, really, it's nice. He was a maverick. Oh, boy, was he a maverick. All right. All right, enough about hair. We said last week we would catch up on our letters. And again, for the second of many times, worldchampionpodcast at gmail.com. Very surprised we did not get any reaction to Batman v Superman, which either means none of you saw it, or you saw it and don't care enough at all to send us an email.
0: I think, I think people were passionate about it for about 72 hours because yeah. m- Facebook and, and all social media was filled with Batman versus Superman stuff. Almost 100% of the content on every social media, but only for about three days after it came out. And now you wouldn't even know a movie came out with with Superman or Batman in it. Yeah, so it's like tumbleweeds on on social yeah. media. Yeah, you
1: only know when you go shopping, and every Doritos bag has Henry Cavill. In
0: right, it. The, the entire grocery store is branded.
1: Yeah, it is like now they got balloons, Batman v Superman, like designed in balloons and Coke cans or Dr Pepper, or whatever.
0: What's interesting is, do you think that actually helps sales? Because I, I imagine when it first when it first got big in kind of the eighties is when this started happening, right? Is when they started branding or nineties? Yeah, probably eighties. But it's yeah. like one thing. It's like just this breakfast cereal. Can you imagine trying like to like Ecto Cooler? Yeah, or ecto- yeah. like one thing for Ghostbusters. Can you imagine logistically planning for Batman versus Superman? Not only do you have to plan for. Every product, things that are insane, like potting soil. But this is Batman oh, yeah. v Superman, you know, Miracle Grow. Yeah, and not only finding the most bizarre things to brand and have it on everything, but then you got you are talking every country in the world. Yeah. So you're in China putting putting Batman versus Superman on stuff we've never even thought about. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have like the products with that, that
0: that we don't even know exist.
1: Because yeah, I worked in food and beverage and. It was so expensive to put um, Elsa and Olaf mm-hmm. on our cans of beverage, and oh, uh, yeah, or okay. Ant Man and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I don't know if it was worth it. Well, are, have, do you think kids? Uh, it must well, not have been worth it because, right? Bec- well, you know. Because
0: yeah, now yeah, now you're not working, there. <laughs> right? Things aren't th- Things have gone awry. Yeah,
1: didn't quite turn that huge profit we expected <laughs> for spending as much on these licensed characters. And uh, by the way, they did let me go before they asked me for my signed non-disclosure agreement. So I believe legally I can say whatever I want.
0: All right. Even though you've been vague and fairly cordial. Yeah. So... <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, so no, no responses to Batman versus Superman. That's a
1: shame on us, I think. I think so, yeah. No, it's because we said all that could possibly be said. Yeah, Okay. Yeah, that's what it is. So, so what do we have? All right, let's dig deep. Going back to this email a couple months old from uh, Alexandra Stuckey. Uh, she gave us a bunch of topics. We've hit some of these. Here we go. This is an interesting one, too. She, she's making us dig deep. Okay. That's what she likes. My favorite moments between you two are when you wax a philosophical and really get deep into things that make me think for hours until I come to the conclusion that that nothing is real and life is meaningless. That's our our job. That's kind of the message of the show. That's our mission statement, Um, i.e. robot love, the nature of fear, etc. Do either of you have anything to say about eating animals, like eating dogs versus eating pigs, or the ramifications of being so far removed from the killing of the living things we eat? I eat meat every day, but sometimes I feel way weird about it. Just thought it might make an interesting discussion. I think that's true. All right. How, so
0: how do we dive into this? Well,
1: you keep this uh, under your hat, uh-huh. close to your vest, right. up your sleeve. Okay. You are not a consumer of meat products. Right. Yeah. I,
0: so I'm a vegetarian.
1: Right. And I've known you for years and didn't really know this because you are very uh, unassuming about
0: it. Yeah. I, I just don't want to be the annoying person. I don't feel like, I don't feel like when people are are vegetarian or vegan and they're really vocal about it. I think it just irritates people that aren't. I don't think you're changing minds. I'm I'm looking at them more like I do my thing. I have my views on things. There's a lot of things that I don't agree with in the world. You know that I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm trying to get along with other people.
1: Well, it's interesting how people. If they confront someone who does the opposite of them, it's just in human nature, and I might be right. too. Is you feel like their choices for their own life is an attack on your lifestyle if mm-hmm. it's different? Right. Like I've seen a lot of people. Um, you know, they'll talk to someone who doesn't drink and talks about how much better they feel not drinking, mm-hmm. and then someone who's a big drinker is like, right, right, drinking. Bloody fucking duck. Yeah. Just it's like no, that's fine. I'm not telling you what to do. So I think people feel that way regardless of what the topic is. Yeah. It's, um,
0: and I feel like a lot of times people treat vegetarianism like religion. And nothing irritates me more than people pushing their religion on other people. And so, you know, if you're just, like, telling people how to live. And I don't know. I just I became vegetarian mainly f- for health reasons at first. But I had always kind of, uh, you know, I've never been happy about slaughterhouses and, 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 <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then like testing animals, you know, I have a little bit of mixed feelings on that because, because who knows it could, could save my life, but I'm, I'm generally against it. A big thing was getting a dog it was kind of really pushed me into more of the animal rights thing because, because I just didn't realize how I just, you know, I've been around dogs. I've been around cats, I've been around animals, but yeah. I really didn't understand the emotional range of a dog it's mm. kind of blown my mind how much personality and and you know tug I can tell when tugboat's scared I can tell when yeah. he's feeling good and I just thought if he's this aware of of life you know think about what a pig is thinking about you know or
1: yeah. or, or a cow or whatever so I don't know I'm, I've had a few moments I think I'm with you where or with you uh, listener it is funny too when you hear someone be like. Ew! In China, they eat spiders. Gross. No, a bit and it's kind of like I. I I agree that it's gross. It makes me gag. But then I think like, well, I eat shrimp. You saw shrimp. What the fuck is that?
0: I, I also have a big problem with people are so grossed out when when like. They have a dog, a dog barbecue festival or something in China where they eat dogs. Yeah, and but these are people that eat pigs and stuff,
1: and they're like, "Oh, a dog!" And I'm like, "It's the same. It's yeah. It's
0: exactly. It's still a, just a, cre- a sentient creature with, with its own thoughts. There are
1: things that are gross. I mean, clams, lobsters, mm-hmm. really anything from the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, but
0: it, I am also, I also miss hamburgers, to be honest. Yeah, and and so I understand. I don't know. I just do my own thing.
1: I've had a few incidences of getting way weirded out. Um, I remember being at some, it might have been a funeral. For some reason, I was in a church gymnasium. Mm-hmm. In the I'm going to say recently, and when I say recently, I mean perhaps in the last 12 years. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> as you and I have discussed off air, time is just going by way too fast. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, no, it's just the other day in 2008. One, yeah. Yeah. Well, one foot in the grave. But I was eating like this fried chicken, and I think I, I bit into it and like, broke a bone off with my teeth or something. And mm-hmm. I thought, this is awful. Mm-hmm. And I, I really, I, I, I don't like eating chicken wings. I don't like eating any meat that still so closely resembles the animal. Mm-hmm. And I don't like eating anything off the bone, even though I think it tastes delicious. Because right. I'm just grossed out. Like I feel like a, like a medieval
0: mm-hmm. cave troll
1: monster. Um, and then I saw the movie, was it Baraka? Mm-hmm. Or Samsara. Both of them, I think, have I the think same it's scene.
0: Baraka. I think has a, like a slaughterhouse scene.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a chicken factory mm. basically. Yeah, and it just shows them with like a bulldozer scooping up these adorable baby chicks, mm. and then like God, it's like Willy Wonka. They're, then they're like throwing them in a funnel, mm. just like just grabbing them, and then like cutting their beaks off and throwing them in a funnel. And they're alive and just like s- yeah. around and going into a big bin. No, the, and I was just like, "This is not right." And I thought, you know, if I lived on a farm and went and cut off a chicken's head, I would feel different about it. But knowing that I'm eating these, which I continue to eat, but it disturbed me so much.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot of reasons it'd be good to to be vegetarian. The new big one is how how environmentally good it is. But but I mean, this is annoying. I, I no one yeah, wants to hear absolutely. my thoughts about this crap. But I. I'll, I've I've kind of been aware of all, how bad it is for a long time. I, when I was a teenager, one of my favorite bands was Earth Crisis, and they're a big veganism, animal rights, hardcore band, mm-hmm. straight edge band, and and you know and, and do you know what actually it was? What really pushed me over the edge was I read a book called. Uh, Meat is for Pussies. <laughs> it's by John Joseph, the singer of the I Cro- thought you were
1: gonna say fast food inc no, it's called it's called
0: Meat Is for Pussies. And it's by is written by the singer of the Crow Mags, an old New York hardcore band. And he I don't know, it, he's kinda it's kinda silly. He's really like tough guy. And I and the whole point of the book is to to try to get through to men about being vegetarian. That it, cause because it's 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 I don't know, it's almost like Emasculating to not eat meat, like vegetarianism is almost g- grouped in with like, oh, you're you're not really yeah, a man. A, that's
1: a there's a whole Seinfeld episode about that. Yeah, yeah, and
0: I just it's such a strange thing, but I don't know. It's it's a complex world. I think when, I think all the I feel good about all the like I sleep well at night. Not I I feel I feel really good about not killing animals. Yeah, like, but at the same time I understand that that people eat them and and I don't necessarily think it's ethically wrong to kill one if you're going to eat it yourself like you yeah. know, like you said if you cut off the chicken's head yourself
1: I feel like as much as I don't want to be that hands on I feel like if I did that I would have zero well,
0: to me, guilt at all about it's, anything It's like respecting the actual animal you know you're
1: yeah I had another moment I went to a uh, like a pig roast where they cooked a whole pig in coals or something mm-hmm. and some of the best tasting food I've ever had but shadowed with I can't believe I'm just, like, with my bare hands, grabbing an animal's flesh and shoving it in my fat mouth Yeah, to nourish my fat body. It just felt so weird. Not weird enough for me to do anything, but I, I, did, I think I tweeted it that night. It was a couple of years ago. Like, from now on, I'm only going to eat things I kill. Because I felt so weird that this pig that looked very much like a pig is supposed to look. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, give me more of this belly to eat. Yeah. It was bizarre for me. Also, I broke my tooth, and I still haven't gotten it fixed. On b- what? On a tusk? On t- <laughs> I think on a tusk. It was one of those pig. It was one of those Hakuna Matata-type pigs. What are those called?
0: Oh, like a, a warthog? A warthog. I... Yeah, it was, dis- it was cheaper.
1: It... Really? It was like $3 cheaper to get a warthog than a pig, so they went with the warthog. Kind of gross because of the tusks.
0: Wow, that's weird.
1: Yeah. Um, when was the last time you saw Mr. Belvedere? Is it worth revisiting? And uh, sort of inside, she says, doesn't Chris Henderson kind of look like him? I've always thought Chris Henderson looks like Mr. Belvedere.
0: I can see it. That's no, no help to 99.9% of our audience. Definitely but not. He, gen- he looks a little bit like Mr. Belvedere.
1: He wants to come on our show and have a regular segment where he tells jokes, and I keep telling him that no, he can't do that. Like, 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 but like no.
0: But not like stand up, like literally like jokes.
1: Well, like a little bit of A little bit of stand up? A little bit of stand up, a, a little bit of jokes.
0: I haven't seen Mr. Belvedere in. Years and I always like the opening music and the the images, yeah, but all I can think about every time I think of Mr. Belvedere is the episode where the little kid is being molested, and he goes to mr Belvedere
1: oh like a, a boy scout camp or something there's, right? he, there's
0: something where he 's acting weird and he's been molested it's,
1: it's um oh my gosh they 're in the woods in like uniforms. Mm-hmm. And it's like a scout leader, and the then. scout leader's like trying to get some kid to go with him, and, and Kevin's like, no, don't, don't go with them, and they're like, what's wrong with you, Kevin? And mm-hmm. then he blurts out, I don't want him to do to you what he did to me. Yeah, and then it's like, like sucks the air right out of the room.
0: See where where's their Oscar?
1: Yeah, they're they're bringing. This is the same as Spotlight. Yeah, well, they grew up to be Marilyn Manson <laughs> after fighting in Vietnam.
0: I thought the a kid from. Small wonder it was Marilyn Manson.
1: No, he's Billy Corgan. Oh, he's Billy Corgan. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah.
0: Wow. All those those eighty sitcoms with kids. It's just rock stars in the making. <laughs> cool, yeah. cool guys. Cool guys. Cool guys. <laughs> uh, I I would say no on revisiting Mr. Belvedere. I imagine it's pretty painful.
1: I remember watching the first episode and I was always under the impression I and mean, the first episode when it was on originally, and my impression was that Mr. Belvedere had just shown up. <laughs> And then they like. like a baby to... on the doorstep? Yeah, exactly. Because I, I think I remember he knocks on the door and they open it and he's like, hello, I'm Mr. Belvedere. And, and my perception of it, I was maybe six or seven years old or whatever, was that he knocked on the door and they're like, he's like, I'm here to be your butler. And they're like, okay, then. So
0: he's like Paddington Bear. Yeah. He just yeah, goes exactly. to live with someone.
1: Yeah. And I remember it was on in syndication. It was shown back to back with Small Wonder, oddly enough. Hmm. Uh, which is odd because I think the Smashing Pumpkins recently toured with Marilyn Manson. Wow! Incredible. Um. And yeah, I don't know. When I think it, of it, when I think of Mr. Belvedere, I think of just having wet boots. Wet boots? I just associate it like I'd go, after school I'd go play in the oh, snow yeah. and then I'd come back in around five p.m. Yeah, it was like five, it came on like mom five
0: thirty or something. Yeah,
1: mom was making dinner and I had wet boots and then oh. I had to start thinking about homework. Well, that is a cute little memory, isn't it?
0: It might be good because I accidentally watched an episode of Miami Vice a couple weeks ago and it blew my mind. Yeah and i'm i'm going to start talking about that once i start watching it right i yeah so if you have anything to say about miami vice if anyone has played Dark Souls Two or is currently playing it, send me some inform not information. Just chat with me. I have no one to talk to about this. Uh, I'm obsessed with this video game, and nobody cares.
1: Came out a few years ago, yeah,
0: 2014. And yeah. I guess in video game world, that's might as well be centuries ago. Yeah, no, it's all about Candy Crush. But I'm now. like, it's only 20 months old. This game. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. If anyone that has and and are we we got more? What are we doing now?
1: Oh, we got tons of letters. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. Never mind. I was wrapping the show. up. Ah.
1: Uh, Ryan Stone wants to know, dream zombie stomping team. Pick a character from the following list. Two from Marvel, one hero, one villain. Two DC television characters, one Game of Thrones character, one Archie character, two Image characters, and one Nintendo character of your choice, and one real-life celebrity. Oh, my God. This
0: is is complicated.
1: Okay, I'll do real-life celebrity. Um, Wait,
0: let's, go, let's just go thing by thing and okay. both say our guys.
1: Okay. So two from Marvel. So let's say, what is the scenario? We're in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. We need a team. So let's say we're there as ourselves, and we need to surround ourselves with a team that will help keep us alive.
0: I'm going to go with Punisher and, let's see, maybe Venom, someone who could just eat the bad guys. Venom would eat be the, good. Or eat the zombies. Yeah. Or at least tear them apart and stuff.
1: Venom would be good. Um, Doom is very savvy so
0: wait so the assumption here is that the villain is going to help because I, I would maybe say Ultron
1: I but, mean I guess I mean they're they're in your team you're trying to survive in the countryside did you
0: say Dr. Doom I said Doom because he's so smart and no, one, no but zombie
1: be, but of course inevitably someone's going to try to argue with Doom and then that's going to just lead to a Walking Dead situation
0: the, the the good thing about Doom, though, is he's covered head-to-toe in armor,
1: so no yeah. zombies are biting on him. Right. So but he, he definitely would know he's in charge and know he's the smartest Yeah, if one you want to be
0: arguing about where you're going constantly, invite Doom along. Yeah. So, okay, that's... So what were your two then? Oh, I'll Who's go. Your hero? Uh,
1: oh, Wolverine because he can go oh, out in God. advance and slice everybody up. Of course, not even... Wolverine. Do you think Wolverine is susceptible to zombie virus though? No, so, no, so. no, cause he, no, cause he. Yeah, yeah, so you got to go. Wolverine. Punisher is a great choice, just, just for his skills. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what's the next one? DC, uh, DC television characters. DC.
0: Te- well, the Flash probably. And
1: and yeah, the Flash for sure. And uh, he'd be pretty helpful. Uh, al Ghul. Well, he'd be a good sword fighter for sure. Let's see who else is on DC television. Uh Wade Wilson? No, not Wade Wilson. Wait. Yeah, that's Deadpool. Oh yeah, Duh. Slade. Slade. Eh, I don't know about him. He's too temperamental and impulsive. I guess I'm
0: thinking of just who's good with guns, Deadshot maybe.
1: Oh yeah, Deadshot. Um well what about Malcolm Merlin, Malmer? Mal- yeah. He's he's kind of that would be another one though where he'd want to be the leader. Yeah. Same with Raz Al Ghul. Yeah, hmm. I'm going Flash from that. Well, yeah, Flash. Um, Is it more than one from DC? He said two. So Flash, um, maybe Hawkman. He could at least
0: scout things
1: out. Maybe uh, what's his name? Brandon Routh. Oh, the Atom. The Atom. Maybe he could like science up some stuff. Mm-hmm. He'd probably be good for science. He's,
0: yeah, he's kind of a Mister Fantastic guy. Yeah. What's next?
1: Game of Thrones.
0: Um. Well, you probably want the Hound, maybe. maybe. One of the dire wolves. <laughs> can you get a wolf? Sure. I it's want a I want ghost then. Yeah, ghost.
1: <laughs> no, I because ghost is mute, so I want one of the other ones that can bark and uh, alert us to danger.
0: I want Jamie Lannister in the first book. Yeah. Before his story arc, when he's just he would just he would be asshole. great and great swordsman. Yeah, and the best swordsman. Uh, an Archie character. I'm going with Veronica. She's got attitude.
1: Yeah, and it'd just be nice to. Plus, it's already getting to be a real sausage fest. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm throwing in Veronica.
1: Uh, two image comic characters. Invincible. Oh yeah, Invincible. Uh, image comic. Tony oh. Tony Chu could be really helpful if he's taking bites out of zombies and then knows where the zombies are or something.
0: I think we should go with an expert and get Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead.
1: Interesting choice. <laughs> Probably a good one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Seems like a natural leader in a zombie
1: situation. Yeah. Uh, one Nintendo character, um, blue guy from Contra. Samus, dude. Oh, Samus.
0: Head to toe in armor or Mega Man.
1: But Samus is used to surviving in, Samus in goes bad conditions. And her, alone. Whole,
0: her whole life is going to places to exterminate aliens, right? Yeah. Isn't that the whole premise of Metroid?
1: I think so. I don't know. The backstory on on an eight bit game yeah, the backstory on eight bit games is just based on what you extrapolate from the painting on the cover mm-hmm.
0: there was God, I love the Metroid that came out on the gamecube I love yeah. that game was so cool was i don 't know which one it was called super Metroid or something that was great too Super the, Metroid. super great. Metroid
1: Metroid prime
0: there was a time where <laughs> I got up for school and I was like, okay and I, this is, I lived in my, I was in high school and I lived in my parents' attic. And I thought, I'll have a quick game of Super Metroid before heading to school. And I, and I got so wrapped up in it. I looked up, and it was 10.30. <laughs> I was, and I was like, huh. And, and somehow my mom didn't notice I stayed home. And so I just had to wait until school was over to go eat. So I'm up in my room starving. like I didn't have breakfast, didn't have lunch. And I'm like, oh, God, i got to eat. And then when, when school 30. like 2.30, I went downstairs with my backpack on. <laughs> went in the kitchen with my backpack and was like, "What's to eat?"
1: <laughs> and I never got caught, bro. That's awesome. And that's a cool dude story. That's cool, guys. Cool guys. Um, one real life celebrity. Um, what is? What the hell's his name? Ron Swanson.
0: Swenson? Swanson. Ron yeah.
1: Swanson. What's his real name? The uh, guy Nick, from Parks and, Nick, and Rec. Nick Offerman. Yeah. Yeah, because he's handy with woodworking.
0: And I'm gonna. And he's
1: g- no nonsense. I'm gonna
0: go do Ricky Gervais.
1: Oh, are you mental?
0: Just because I think he would maybe be funny to be around. No, maybe not. He'd probably be a baby. Look at all these
1: zombies around. Is this this
0: mental? (laughs) No, I am taking that back.
1: He'd just use the zombie apocalypse as an excuse to, I don't know, disprove Christianity. Yeah, it's true. Smugly,
0: celebrity
1: Jerry Seinfeld would be good to have him around.
0: I don't feel like he. I think the thing that's weird, though, is if you think about a comedian in that situation, the comedy would probably be super annoying. You'd probably hate him in a couple of, course. of days, but God, of course. would you shut up, Jerry? What's the deal with the limping? I know, like, will you give it up? We are, we are in the most hopeless situation.
1: I'm sticking with Ron Swanson then. He can build us a canoe.
0: I, I can't think. Of, maybe, maybe Tom Cruise. He seems like a leader, upbeat. I might do Tom Cruise. He's, yeah,
1: he is upbeat. That's good. That's a good quality to have.
0: And he's been in these situations. We're strictly
1: thinking of survival, but we need to think about morale. Personal, morale, yeah.
0: You, you want because we've got a lot of dark characters, you know the Punisher's not exactly going to be telling jokes around the fire,
1: yeah, Punisher and Wolverine, mm-hmm. oh my God yeah, okay,
0: i think we're we're good on this one uh
1: and then sticking with comic books, he asks us greatest comic book villain, probably Aunt may <laughs> uh
0: comic greatest comic book villain, I'm going with the Giant Rat King in Bone, whatever he was called.
1: Oh yeah, bonus. Was so he great. called the Rat King? What was he called? I don't know. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's hard to not say the Joker.
0: I don't want to do. do I don't want to do superhero. I want to do something different. Okay.
1: I mean, I'm am I'm still gonna. Well, what about Ozamandius?
0: Is he the villain though?
1: No, good question.
0: He's sort of like you. You understand where he's coming from in a dark way. God, that Osmandius is awesome.
1: Uh, I'm just gonna say Bullseye. I always say Bullseye. (laughs) I like Bullseye a lot. He's really interesting. I think he's cool. Like he can hit anything. Yeah, Bullseye is cool. Or Doom. It's hard to not go Doom either.
0: I'm trying to think of who is really evil, just super evil.
1: And Bullseye is like Bullseye is a psychopath, beyond
0: a psychopath. Yeah. So he's it's pretty good. Yeah. Is, is there a villain that kind of tortures people and really enjoys it? Uh, Purple Man's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Pretty awesomely Purple creepy.
1: Man is terrifying in the comic books, Yeah. Probably the show. Show, too. Uh, Purple Man's a good one.
0: I suddenly can't remember any villains as soon as I started thinking about it. Uh, fin Fang Foom. <laughs> yeah, he's the best, dude. It should <laughs> be Fin Fang Foom. <laughs> I love him. I'm going to go with Dark Side. We had a conversation the other day. Darkseid's probably my favorite uh, comic villain.
1: Yeah, that's he, that's a good point. And Galactus is one of my favorite characters, but I can't call him a villain.
0: He's just doing Doom, what Galactus do. Yeah.
1: Maybe Doom, but even Doom is sympathetic. Mhm. So, you need someone evil. Darkseid. Uh, let's see what else do we have here. This is a good question from Seth. I once had a stranger derail normal small talk by claiming that the recent rainy weather was because God was angry. We put all that junk on the moon. His question for us, is God mad about space junk? What is on the moon exactly? Uh, There's a flag. There's probably a golf ball or two. I think our little car.
0: Man, that really, that's what God's mad at. So is he Of ma- all the things in the, <laughs> in the world.
1: Now, why wouldn't he be mad about parking lots? And what about all the junk on the earth? Would he be mad about that? Roller coasters, parking lots. Yeah,
0: the ocean is That got big
1: a- plastic bag I- island in the ocean. Yeah, that's what
0: I was going to say. There's, there's literally an island of garbage
1: in the ocean. I think... Mm. What was his question? Is God mad about space junk? And is the recent rainy weather... But because of <laughs> A that? consequence of that.
0: Hmm. It's interesting that, is rain necessarily bad? I don't know. Is no, it, rain's it, good.
1: I, I, pray I, for, I pray for moisture. I
0: guess he's saying the rain is bad for morale. It kind of gets you blue. And
1: yeah. that's
0: God kind of saying, well, look at the moon. Look at
1: the moon. It's, you left some stuff there. I'm
0: going to go with yes. God's upset about the moon, so he's
1: making it rain. Okay. I'm going to, you know, agree to disagree. I'm going no. And this is, I mean, Hey. We all got opinions, right? Yeah. I just that you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Whatever. I'm saying yes. I just unplugged my own headphones, so I'm flying blind here. Uh-oh. I literally feel like I'm... Your helmet came off I, I on feel, the moon? I feel like uh, I'm driving. I feel like I'm driving, and my hood popped up. Oh. And now I can't see out the windshield. Yeah, that's it. Okay, scary. they're back in. I'm okay. okay. I'm okay. Um.
0: That was a strange experience. I almost would rather than than us answering it definitively, having a follow up where you kind of explain the situation a little more. Seth, I'm talking to you. Okay. Wouldn't you rather hear more about this story than to hear what we think about it?
1: Yeah, that's true. Where did it go from there?
0: Hmm. And maybe just pay, kind of give us a little bit of of uh, character development and a, and kind of the the situation where you were, what the weather was like. Is this like a Home Depot parking lot? Is this, you know, in a coffee shop? So I'll I'll be expecting a follow-up email is what I'm saying. What else we
1: got? Shoot. James tried to visit us. What? Oh, man. This is bad. I recently... This is James. I recently took the cat and dog on a road trip over spring break to Smogville. Oh... We didn't have a map, so we just followed the billowing clouds of industrial byproduct, which can be seen from hundreds of miles away. That's right. Uh, when we were about 100 miles from town, the smell hit us. It's that mix of sulfur and dry dog food mixed with water that's been heated in the microwave for 15 minutes. Oh,
0: there, there's also miles of onion farms, too. The so onion farms. Probably, the onion farms probably heat you. There's also a lot of mushrooms grown.
1: There's a, yeah, and there's a lot of um, like dairy byproduct pits, milk mm, pits. Yeah, milk pits. Where they also dump the dead hay. So it's just in the summertime, it's just this milk pit full of rotten hay. Yeah. And then sometimes goats get in there and drown. Mm -hmm, A lot of dead goats. Uh, 50 miles from town, we started hitting the government checkpoints. Yeah. Representatives from the EPA, CDC, WHO, and numerous other organizations made us sit through mandatory informational videos about the potential hazards of entering Smogville. Mm -hmm. I had to sign a form promising to not transport anything back with me from Smogville. Apparently, I also signed something saying that on my way back... I would have to subject myself to cavity searches, a burning of all my clothing, and a delassing. Yeah. I also had to sign a form stating that I was neither coerced or forced into entering the town. See, we missed all this stuff because we just got in a limo and here we were.
0: And to be fair, this is the protocol for visiting
1: most American cities. (laughs) Yeah. As far as I know. I told them I was just going to see where my favorite podcast was recorded, and one of the officials rolled her eyes and said, oh yeah, those guys.
0: Whoa. Wait a minute. I want her name, because I know there's not a lot of people. Like, this is not a huge...
1: Well, she's one of the government people. Oh,
0: the government... So this is one of the people, like, at the end of E.T. Yeah, exactly. Okay. With a, with a walkie-talkie the instead walkie- of a gun. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the cat died two miles from town, and the dog had a third eyeball by the time we made our way onto Main Street. It so about this time when I decided to ditch the cars, I couldn't see where I was going. I almost ran into a little old woman who was wearing a World War I-era gas mask. Mm-hmm. I asked her which way to the fair, and she pointed with one of the seven fingers on her right hand of the direction I should go. Mm-hmm. It was about a half a block from no, the fair. We, and we I know had to Mabel. Stop. We know her. I know. In fact, uh, we would like our gas mask back.
0: Yeah, that, that's actually technically, you know, property of World Champion Podcast. Mabel. It
1: was about a half mile from the fair, and I had to stop. I could feel the smog in my lungs devouring my body and soul, eating me from the inside out. Uh, I did snap this lovely photo of the Ferris wheel, though. Could have sworn I heard cries for help coming from it. Uh, all in all, I did have a great time, and I'd recommend visiting Smogville to all my friends. That is a nice picture of the Ferris wheel. I
0: think I my remember gosh, that. Gosh, I can't
1: believe you were that close. So. Do you remember,
0: yeah, the, do you remember that night that we saw that flash, and I started screaming it was a UFO, and you had to restrain me?
1: I, I put my uh, sport coat over your face, yeah, and, and I, then just kind of sang a I, lullaby. I immediately sat down. Yeah, you sat down, and then I, just, I, ha- I sang um, hymns to you. Yeah,
0: that could have been a camera, now I'm, that I think I about it. if
1: that was it. I yeah. just
0: thought it was a tiny UFO that had landed.
1: Yeah. But and was and was bad at Morse code.
0: Bad at Morse code. I, I, one flash, I was right, like. Dot. That means death, I thought. Or is that a dash? It's. I could be. Yeah, I think it's a
1: dash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, This is a long one from Kevin. Okay. Kevin Dully. We asked about colorblindness. I probably. Again, I barely remember the show.
0: The colorblindness one was Pretty on. Pretty sure we were was, talking about colorblindness. It blindness. was on the perception. It was on. Uh, Uh, Transmission, episode 10.
1: That's right. Um, Sup, fools? So your mind-melting episode 10 was a fun way to listen to what sounded like the conversations I would listen to my friends have when they're stoned out of their minds in high school. By the way, happy 420, Sean. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All the different theories are a rabbit hole that I could lose hours thinking about. Sean, you mentioned you have a friend who was colorblind, or the technical name for it is color deficient. I'm also colorblind, and it's so hard to describe what I see on the day to day. The way I describe my condition to people is that when I can see, is that I can see color, and see a lot of colors, but my brain can't tell me what color I'm seeing. I have a more extreme version of colorblindness than most, called severe Du temps. Du temps. I'm assuming mm-hmm. that's. Well, yeah. it's classified in the red-green spectrum. My vision is blind to most everything if the color isn't. I don't know how to explain it, but pure is the only word I can think of. Blues oh. and purples are impossible for me most of the time. Yellows and oranges can be tricky if the yellow is a darker yellow or the orange is a lighter shade. So he just wants that pure, uncut color. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. No, that, I think that makes sense. Um, you wouldn't think it's a big deal, but it can be a pain in the ass. In first grade, when the teacher told us to pull out a blue crayon, I had a box of 36 colors and I was lost. I mistakenly pulled out a purple crayon. And that old bitch yelled at me and called me out in front of class. Lovely. That's just lovely.
0: It's funny that it seems like the people that teach children are the ones that shouldn't be around them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, it
0: seems like a requirement to be an elementary school teacher is to hate children. Is
1: to really get off on publicly humiliating children. Yeah. Now, I wonder, I'm no educator, is that a technique? Is it like break them down, humiliate and, them? Or are these people just assholes? They're psychos, Because it was, like a, 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 an 11-year-old kid, and it's like... Well, looks like somebody doesn't know the difference between a scissor and a No, I cheer. think it's, it's, an, it's an empowering to
0: awful people is what it is. <laughs> I guess so. Come um, at me, teachers. I'll fight any <laughs> elementary school teacher in town.
1: For a year straight, I wore pink earbuds to the gym thinking they were gray. <laughs> I love to draw and sketch, but to add color to a drawing would look stupid if I did it. <laughs> the early 90s were such a pain in the ass when cross colors and neon clothes were popular. I never knew what it meant to have your clothes clash until my entire class called me out for the outfits I would wear to school. And probably the teacher, too. (laughs) After that, I had to have my sister pick out my clothes. If you looked in my closet now, you would see a wide array of white and black shirts. It's just easier. Uh, In comics, I have very specific colorists that I love because their work jumps out to me. Uh, Fiona Staples on Saga and Laura Allred are two that come to mind. I mostly prefer the uncolored works when I see the sketches and inks done in comics. Uh, I love to see them in the back of trades. Then I compare them to the final color version. and I just think, "Oh damn, you ruined it." That's really interesting. That's I never weird. Thought of that. Yeah,
0: being into comics and yeah. color deficient.
1: Uh, yeah, I never thought. For as much as I enjoy like paintings and photography and comic books, that you know, it's for a lot of people that's not not really working. It
0: still doesn't. Qu- I still don't quite understand what the color blindness is, though. I still don't quite understand that concept
1: no he goes on um oh i've heard that they have successfully found a cure and will start human trials very soon they inject an extra cone in the eyes and it fixes the issue whoa that's uh yeah that doesn't sound fun my thoughts are mixed on this what if i did this and i freaked out what if my world turns upside down because the things i have seen my whole life are suddenly revealed to be false to me that's really interesting uh for example i've been told i have irish heritage what if I get the procedure done and realize my pale white skin is actually not the skin of an Irishman and that more closely to a Native American? I'd have to take the cheese grater to my Celtic tattoos.
0: <laughs> I, the... th- I think it's a good opportunity to have your life turn into the movie Pleasantville.
1: That's right well, now.
0: I, his life is the beginning of Pleasantville. Yeah, or maybe the
1: Wizard of Oz. Or the yeah, the Wizard of Oz. You should do it, man. Get those cones. Um, the trip I want to take my whole life to Dublin will have to change because I'll realize I don't. uh, I don't need to go on the trip because I'm already where my ancestors were born. What if the sky, the thing I've seen every day of my life changes shades of blue and I can't handle the shade? What if blue isn't even the color I think it is and it turns pink? What if I look in my children's beautiful eyes and I can't stand the new shade I'm seeing? Like they have disgusting vampire eyes and I can't look at them. What if everybody has vampire eyes and I just can't see it? I love how much anxiety this is causing him. I mean, sure, it would open up a whole new world of job opportunities for me—cop, pilot, soldier, firefighter, crayon maker. The list is endless. Is that? Re- are you like just bored in life? You're like, I wish I was a cop, pilot, firefighter, soldier.
0: Oh, that's one occupation
1: you're saying. Yeah, it's a. Oh, oh, sure, yeah. Okay. That's that's what every six-year-old wants to be when they grow <laughs> it up. It is. Um, I mean, I've seen muted colors of the world for 35 years. I'm not sure my mind could handle the change to my reality. But what if? It's my ultimate fear. What if I'm not colorblind and I'm just an idiot that doesn't know his colors? <clears throat> sure, I failed every dot test given to me. I just don't see the stupid numbers and the dots. But what if in my childhood, while I was playing with my Batman action figures, other kids were working on their color spectrum? What if I see all the same colors as most people do, but my brain is just too stupid to remember what color it is? I could go get a needle in my eye, get an extra cone, and come out seeing the same. Then I just have to admit to myself that I'm an idiot. <laughs> Uh, All in all, it's not so bad being colorblind, or maybe it is. How the hell would I know? I've never seen full color. Uh, And he does say, are we still saying love you guys and what up, fools, or do we need to change that? I think we should change it.
0: We'll come up with something. Or you will, maybe.
1: Yeah. Um... Also, I've been listening to your old shows to kill time at work. I have a question for you, Sean. Mm -hmm. You saw Springsteen in London. Mm -hmm. Was that the show they made the DVD concert of?
0: Indeed.
1: He says, I watch that show all the time. Did you see Brian Fallon from Gaslight Anthem come out and sing No Surrender with the Boss?
0: Yeah, I think Gaslight Anthem opened. He was there there for sure. He came out and sang, yeah, No Surrender. There's a clip on YouTube you can watch. I will watch it. It's really cool.
1: Uh, I went to an art house theater to watch that concert before the DVD came out. Been to 14 boss shows so far. I don't just think saw I... him last month in Minneapolis.
0: He's been to 14?
1: Yeah, I saw him play at Wrigley in Chi-Town, and Eddie Vedder came out to sing My Hometown with him. Saw him in Milwaukee, and he high-fived my son, who's on my shoulders in the front row of the pit. I also passed along in a crowd surf, uh, but I've never been to a show like the London show. Good on you. There's crowd surfing at a Bruce Springsteen show? Dude,
0: it was, there were was 60,000 people there. Holy cow. You think of a concert like this is a big concert. Yeah. There's 600 people here. It was incredible.
1: I tried to buy tickets on his latest tour. Uh-huh. I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'll buy a couple tickets in LA. See what happens. You're
0: like, I'm going to be in North Carolina anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So I remember scratch you got, off
1: Pearl Jam and Bruce Springsteen you, in one
0: show. You got those $1,200 hotel rooms. I remember
1: that non-refundable, the non-refundable through Priceline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Private jet. <laughs> yep. No, it was like tickets on sale in ten, nine, eight, and I'm hitting refresh. You know, three, two, one, refresh. No tickets available for your selected.
0: Shop. What what city was it? L. A. Because I was like, he's not coming here. To Smogville. No, it
1: was, no, was L. A. But it was still literally the second yeah. tickets went on sale. No tickets available. Ticket purchasing is a scam.
0: It is a total scam, and there and almost all those tickets went to scalpers. Like ninety oh, yeah. percent of them,
1: and probably half of them were sold beforehand to like. American Express yeah. Platinum oh, or it's, Delta oh, Sky Miles. Oh, like concerts
0: are such horse shit. And how could it sell out in t- in four seconds? It doesn't even
1: seem possible. You're telling me there's, there's 30,000
0: 30, people refreshing their computer. Yeah, is that true?
1: I mean, I guess. Uh, no, it's a scam. It's a total scam. They probably when they go on sale, they pr- probably only a third of the tickets are even available. Mm. And, you know, now a lot of these stadiums are scalping their own tickets. Yeah. You know, a lot Wait, of sports What do you mean do by that. that? Oh, yeah, like the Yankees just did? Yeah. Like you can't. Just, that's like, oh, our, our official ticket partner, uh, theticketbrokerage.com. Yeah. Don't, don't miss out on a game. It's, it's pretty stupid. All right. Said I would catch up on our emails, but our last two are pretty long. And we're running, running say we're late. Ca- we're caught up. We're running late. We got a couple we'll deal with uh, in the weeks to come. Yes. It's always nice to have those. Again, Dugway Proving Ground is a mysterious military testing facility in western Utah. Look it up on Wikipedia. It's classified what goes on out there. We are going to be involved in a television segment about that with no agenda, really. The agenda is just,
0: to explore. have you seen
1: anything? What is it? And it's fine if you say, yeah, it's just, uh, they just make... Uh, widgets out there they make sprogs
0: yeah so if you've worked there if you had any kind of experience if you know somebody who's had some you know yeah,
1: or if you've camped near there there's
0: been an, a UFO kind of thing anything like that we're just doing a, a segment about the Dugway Proving Grounds so please contact us it would be it's going to be a lot of fun
1: yeah and that's world at gmail.com is the best way to get a hold of us because we check that at least once a week yeah
0: or the fa- the Facebook too if you message us on Facebook we're pretty good about that,
1: yeah, yeah totally um I think that's it that's it well, well all right, good night then <laughs>